Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week I am bringing on yet another very special guest. She is a relatively new friend of mine and an expert in today's topic because she's currently a senior in high school. Please welcome Allie Heron. Allie, what's up? I am here. I'm pretty good. I had a pretty good day, so didn't do way too much. So I'm really excited to be here. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you could make it. So, listeners, uh, the topic this week is test anxiety. Um, And Allie and I have pretty good experience with this because we are currently students and going through the motions of education. And as a result, both of my own uh, anxiety as well as pressure for myself and others, I do get test anxiety. Allie, do you get the same way? Oh, I definitely get test anxiety. I have a giant test on Wednesday that if I do bad on, it's going to ruin my whole year, basically. <laughs> but um, yeah, I get really stressed whenever tests come around. or I either get too stressed or I just completely like, no, I'm fine. Like I won't need to study. So stuff like that. So, this test on Wednesday, is it, like, ACT or something different? It's, um, it's the final for my college algebra class. So, right now I currently have a low 80 in that class. And my mom said that if I don't finish the class with an 80, then I'm going to be in very big trouble. So, yeah, I'm just kind of stressed. This I've never really had to study for tests either. I've always been like a pretty smart kid and I've never had to work super duper hard in classes, but coming into like my sophomore, junior, senior years in high school, I've really had to like start kicking it into high gear or else I don't do very well, I've found. Yeah, I've I've definitely been there and college is no different really. Like if you don't study for any tests you have, it's not going to go well for you. And I recently had a paper due uh, before Thanksgiving break started that um, is basically my final in my English class, which sucked because I think it's what brought on the current sickness that I'm experiencing because a side effect of my stress is usually if it's bad enough, I get sick in some way like it's usually like this like it's usually a um like a coughing cold sickness like a stress cold which I think is what this is and um yeah it's it's not not a great time for for anybody do you ever get like that I don't think I've ever been I've definitely been so stressed that I've like thrown up or something sorry if that's kind of gross but um, that's fine 
but yeah, like I find myself like stress. I take my stress out in different ways. I bite my mm-hmm. nails really bad. Like I have very short nails. I'm showing Ethan my nails right now, but oh, same. Like I literally, there's like a chunk missing out of my pinky from where I was like peeling it and like chewing on it and stuff. Because when yeah. I get really stressed and like I shake constantly too, and so mm-hmm. um, that's really fun for when um, you're a drum major. <laughs> so because oh i'm like up there like trying to conduct the band and i'm like shaking and it gets worse with stress so it yeah. um our competition my band director told me he was like yeah i literally thought your hand was going to fall off you were like this <laughs> like shaking so oh, bad no. oh no i'm sorry but i Honestly, like most at most games, I could feel myself shaking because I knew I was stressed. But I and I knew I was very stressed at competition. But I didn't even feel myself shaking at competition. I was like, I'm proud of myself. I didn't shake that much. And he was like, Yeah, you were definitely shaking. Yikes. So Allie, what? Um, so that's some of the ways it's like manifested. But like, what are some of the times in the past that you've had test anxiety and it hasn't? been warranted oh definitely for the sat um i took the sat for the first time i believe it was october 5th some yeah it was october 5th something like that and um i had it was my church's d now weekend so Mm. um i went to d now on friday night i was so super stressed um i went to my house and slept i only probably got like two hours of sleep that night because I was, like, freaking out. I had to wake up at, like, 7 o'clock that morning or something. And I had to go to my school. I had to borrow a calculator from my friend because I didn't have one. And um, I got there, and I was so stressed the whole time. I was like, I'm going to do awful on this. The college that I want to go to isn't going to accept my score. And I ended up making a 1250, so it wasn't very warranted. That's great. Like, that's honestly amazing. It was, because it's kind of funny. Um, Do you guys do the PSAT? Yeah, we do. So, um, we're allowed to take it in 10th and 11th grade. And so, in 10th grade, mm-hmm. when I took I took it, I made a 1050. In 11th grade, when I took it, I made an 1150. And then my senior year, when I took the actual SAT, I made, the, I made a 1250. So, I improved by 100 points every year. That's great. It's yeah. surprising. I, mean, where I, I didn't study for it at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where where I live, we don't really do the SAT. It's more the ACT than anything else. I've heard that because, more like, like, if like, I midwestern states, yeah, like, yeah, in the Midwest, you do more of the ACT, but on the coasts is where the SATs matter more. So it's um. Yeah, I didn't I even really... take the ACT. Yeah, I did. And I actually have a friend who got a uh, 36, which is the highest you can get on the ACT. My cousin made a perfect score on the SAT. He's literally a genius. He went to Harvard. He lives in New York City in Manhattan with his wife now. And, like, literally... They are, first of all, the sweetest people, and second of all, the smartest people. Right. So, yeah. 
that that was one thing that gave me really bad um anxiety about taking the SAT was my cousin making a perfect score on it. Either he made a perfect score or he mm-hmm. missed one. I don't remember which. It's one of the two. Um, but he made a really great score on it. And I was like, watch me. I'm going to do really bad on it. And my family already compares me so much to... Because I'm the youngest person, like the youngest cousin on my dad's side of the family. So I get compared mm-hmm. a lot to um, my older cousins because they're all basically like my siblings. But it's yeah. really hard when you have someone that smart in your family and you get compared to them that much. Yeah, it is really hard. Like I'm, I'm one of the older cousins on, in well on my mom's side, but um, everybody compares to me, which I think is, diff- it's a whole different dynamic because, like, if you grow up knowing that you're smart and you're expected to know everything and you don't like that can be earth shattering i know it was for me oh yeah like growing up an honors kid and then getting into high school and not being an honors kid anymore or like not it's not that you aren't an honors kid anymore but you just can't live up to the same things that you used to like whenever i was little i was very like top of the class and then I just started slacking off as I got older yeah and you know the bad thing about being like that is I've heard it said that honors kids will find a way to do the least amount of work while still getting the same results as anybody else oh yeah and and like when you when you try to put in that amount of work and not getting the same results, that can definitely be earth-shattering. I know in my math class, it was my my calculus AB class junior year, was when I really felt it the hardest because I went into that class, I had made, like, you know, decent grades up to that point in math. Like, I'd made A's and B's, and I got my first C in calculus a b and i had no idea what to do because it was just like i just been such i'd held myself to such a high standard and i felt like i'd been pressured into it by like my parents and my friends who are also like really good at academics and doing that sort of thing so i felt inferior in some ways because of that can you uh can you relate to that at all i can definitely relate to that all of my friends like literally all of my friends are in the top of my class and knowing like my two of my friends are competing for valedictorian and salutatorian and then another one's like number three or four in the class and then another one's like number six or seven something like that like, all of my friends are so high up there, and I'm, like, in the 30s or 40s in my class. And, mm-hmm. like, it is really hard when all of my friends don't have to put in the same amount of work that I might have to to get the same grade that I would. Or to, right. like, whenever I'm writing an essay, I have horrible trouble, like, trying to articulate my thoughts 
and trying to like write a smooth like write smooth transitions and do things of that kind of sort and it's just hard knowing that all of my friends are the smartest people in my grade and I'm just kind of there with them yeah and you know when you you don't feel like you're measuring up to what you should be that can how has that affected your mental health like how has how have you dealt with failure well I fail a lot (laughs) I'll go ahead and get that one out there but um I I how I think it's the question was how I think it affects my mental health yeah so I definitely think that since realize like I started realizing more that my friends were in the top percent of the grade and I wasn't around the eighth grade and that's when I started getting really self-deprecating and more depressed and all that different kind of stuff and I literally just I sometimes wouldn't even want to go hang out with my friends because I felt like they thought they were better than me or like Mm-hmm. They thought they like since they were so much smarter than me, it put them almost like up on this pedestal and I was just down on the ground. And that was it was really hard. I think I've come more to terms with it then since um, yeah. realizing that like I've like last week I got into the college of my choice, like the first one that I wanted to go to. And my friends, some of them got deferred from the first college of their choice. And I get that their colleges were a lot more competitive than mine, but right. and it was nice like knowing that for the work that I put in, I got what I wanted. Right. And I don't know if that's selfish or something, but like I've just I've found it a little bit hard you to know, deal Allie. with. Like Something that I found is that Knowing there's always going to be so much smarter than me. Something that's helped me is the fact that there's always going to be somebody that's smarter than you. And as unfortunate as that is, the best thing about that is that you might be able to count on them one day for for something that you don't even foresee. And talking about being selfish, that's just achieving a goal that's attainable. That's not selfish at all. That's smart. Yeah, I've just tried to work to what I can do. I've maybe tried to push myself a little too hard at some points in my life. And I found that's where I've felt the lowest. Like trying to live up to what my friends are doing or what my cousins are doing or what my older brother's doing like doing stuff like that and like I've felt I found when I compare myself to other people it's when I feel like I'm at my lowest and I know that that's how a lot of other people feel too yeah the comparison trap is very real and I've fallen into it multiple times and I feel like everyone falls into that comparison trap yeah even if it's comparing me to me Really? Oh, yeah. I get that a lot. Like, me, like, comparing myself now to myself in sixth grade. 
when I was one of the smartest people in my school and now I'm not. And that sometimes is really hard, but you just have to think I've changed a lot since the sixth grade. Yeah, but something that both you and I have to take into account is that the education that we're getting is harder now than it was then. And, you know, something our friends Rachel and Katrina talk about on their podcast Perspective Z is that um, is that high school where they're at and you're at and even college where I'm at has gotten harder over the years even since our parents got out so even then we just have to keep things in perspective like things are only going to get harder from here and you don't need to beat yourself up when you don't do as perfect as you have in the past because the past was easier this is not going to be easy yeah i read a really good book um a couple months ago it was called you asked for perfect i don't remember who the author is but i would really suggest giving it a read if you're an overachiever and um uh it was about a boy named amir i believe and he was the top of his class he was um, shooting for Harvard, he was first chair violin, and he failed a calculus test, and he had to ask for help, um, like, getting a tutor for calculus, and I think that's a lot of what honor students can, um, relate to, like, not, like, the book is called You Asked for Perfect, like, he's trying to live up to all these expectations that, his family and his friends and everyone is setting for him and he's almost failing to live up to that and it's really taking a toll on his mental and physical health. It is, it's really good. My um, English teacher um, suggested it to me and I really found it very interesting. So have you found anything over the course of your schooling that's helped you get out of your test anxiety or at least reduce it in some way? I think that actually studying has helped me with test anxiety because before I was like worried, oh, I'm not going to know the stuff that's on the test. I'm going to like just fail. I'm going to bomb. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then I found like if I study the stuff hard enough, then I'm going to be able to know what's on the test. And so just really like learning the material, paying attention more in class, um, doing all that kind of stuff has really reduced it for me and finding friends who also struggle in that class to like get help with. I found that, um, helped me in chemistry. Me and a couple friends, um, got a tutor or, or someone to like help teach us some of the stuff and it was really helpful and I just really find it whenever you are struggling to tell yourself I don't have to go through this alone I can find other people who are also struggling with this and get them to help yep that's that's definitely something that helps a lot of people is finding um finding others who can share in their struggles and that's definitely helped me in the past 
I mean, that's why, um, that's why I'm so grateful for the friends that I have is because we've all been through similar struggles and can relate to each other and lift each other up whenever we need to. Oh, I've definitely, um, found it helpful since I've joined the, um, bacon and eggs, um, discord server since I started, um, I've made so many new friends on there. They're so lovely and I love them all. And, um, it's including Ethan, yes. <laughs> um, but I've just found it um, so helpful. Like, I can ask them a question and a lot of the people in there, or most of the people in there are older than me and they are just so wise and they can help me. And it's, I literally, I cannot describe how much I love everyone there so much. Like, they they have my whole heart. <laughs> listeners i'm just grinning uncontrollably right now because of what ali just said i can't well, stop. it's so true like literally if anyone from the bacon and eggs discord is listening to this right now i love you with my whole heart and i'll probably send a message in there telling you how i love you with my whole heart that's She's coming for you. I am coming for Matt's. Literally, Matt's is the sweetest human in the whole wide world. He'll just like randomly text me and be like, hey, I'm just so glad that you're here. I love you. And I'm like, like, I'm going to cry. Like, I can't take this much positivity. You are so sweet. I love Matt's. He is literally the sweetest human. Best Norwegian. No questions asked. Yes, no 100%. 100%. I really hope that he gets home. Also, he may be on here in the coming weeks. Be on the lookout for that. Yes, please. I can't wait for that episode. It's going to be so much better than this one. <laughs> so, Allie, we're uh, going to get back on topic here for for these last few minutes. Can you just run down... Um, well, is there anything else that you would like to say for someone who is uh, going through test anxiety right now or just needs help? Or maybe it's just having a bad day. Is there something you can say right now that might that might help them? I would really, um, I hope this is the right word, reiterate however you say that, right? I would um, really like just emphasize um, the poem the point I was saying a second ago about find a community that has gone through the same thing you've gone through and just tell them like don't keep your struggles to yourself I kept my struggles to myself for so long and like you can't suffer in silence you have to find those people who are going to like love you and support you and like just wrap their arms around you and if they're religious, pray for you, because I definitely believe in prayer, and that's one of the most powerful things that I can, like, just pray about it, <laughs> like, I, it's just, you have to find those people who are going to walk with you through it, and who are going to just love you, and they're there are so many people out there who are probably struggling with the same thing that you are. There's so many people that struggle with test anxiety. I mean, what are the odds that no one is going to be struggling with the same exact thing that you are? Thank you, Allie. 
that was I could not have said it better myself so listeners for those of you who are struggling with text anxiety right now or just any kind of anxiety like Ali said please I beg you find other people who have the same struggles that you do because yes there are ways to help yourself but humans were made to rely on each other so find others they're people are the best medicine when it comes to this sort of thing so and listeners i want to start something today i tried to start a few well, back when I first started this podcast, I want you to tell me what made you smile this week. That is my challenge to you. Whether that's Can yeah, I start? whenever you're listening, whether it's the day this episode comes out, three days after, or whenever, just tell me in some way, shape, or form how something made you smile this week. Because chances are... There is something. Even if your life is not going great right now, there is something out there that made you smile and everyone else needs to know. Because it will probably make them smile too. Anything else from you, Allie? Well, I can go ahead and start something that made me smile. Go for it. Go for it. That thing is you, Ethan Hewlin. You make me smile so much. Literally, Ethan is such a sweet human. And literally, like, it's so true. I have never become so close to someone in such a short amount of time. And it's just because he's so so sweet. I love him so much. And I'm happy to call him one of my best friends in the whole world. Allie, don't make me cry. <laughs> I don't want to I mean, cry right now. if you're going to do it. <laughs> oh. If I'm going to do it, I might as well. But... Oh, Ethan. <laughs> don't die. <laughs> oh, I already died. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome. The O's are zeros and the E's are threes. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at True Stories Pod. I need to be better about posting stuff on both of those, but that's out of the question. But use those, either my personal or the podcast. Just let me know in some way what made you smile this week. That is my challenge to you. Allie, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at underscore Allie Heron, A-L-L-Y-H-E-R-R-O-N, which apparently Ethan Edgehill said that I spelled my name wrong, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Allie Heron 3 which I did not choose that username, but that's okay. Um, I'm trying to think, where else can you find me? Let's see. Um, I'm going to look at my phone and see what things I have on here. Um, You're on TikTok, right? I am on TikTok, but I am not going to expose myself like that. <laughs> you didn't have to expose me like that. I may or may not. I'll have... edit it out. Don't worry. 
I may or may not have TikToks about Carl Azuz, if you know who that is. So, um, oh, I know who that boy is. CNN Student News. That is my guy. I mean, that is my guy. If right you there. scroll back on my Twitter, you can find where Carl Azuz quote tweeted me about my my TikTok. So, if you really want to find my TikTok, you can find it. But yeah, um, oh Lordy Lou, you can find me on. Instagram and Twitter are the two main places that I'm going to be. So, thank you very much, Ethan. Thank you for being here, Allie. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin and Allie Heron signing off.